Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. I like the fact we're outside and I like the fact it's such a beautiful, warm day because I really think it's uh, a reflection of what I want to talk about today because there's an aspect of our Father in heaven which is uh, he's our dad. And that speaks of warmth and it speaks of colour and it speaks of favour and it speaks of freshness. So what I want to do this morning is remind us of that, to reset, to reset, uh, to renew, to refresh that aspect of God as our dad, God as our father. We are always welcome in his presence. His favour and his countenance is always upon us. His thoughts are always for us. His blessings are new every morning. And that's a spiritual task for us to try and grapple with every day, that we are loved with a love that is beyond our understanding and capacity. And as much as our dads on earth do a great job, um, you'll see in the passage I'm about to read in a moment, Jesus goes, you know, you guys are evil. And even you, though you're evil, you know how to do good things for your children. How much more will our perfect Father in heaven do so much better? So we walk under the gaze and under the hand of an amazing, loving Father whose heart is for us, knows exactly what we want, knows exactly what's going on in our hearts, knows exactly what's going on in our lives and will be there to, uh, to strengthen us and encourage us each and every day. Let me read to you from Matthew chapter 7 just whilst I put my little thing there and this is Jesus uh, teaching us and he says this ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be opened to you for everyone everyone say everyone everyone that includes me say that that includes me all right for everyone who asks receives And the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. For which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him, God is ready to give us everything we need. So before we dive into that scripture, I want to pause because I think there's an important aspect for us to to lay hold of in terms of Jesus and and who he is and what he's about. And the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verses 1 to 2, I love this scripture, that's why I'm including it. Uh, In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times, and in various ways. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. And in John chapter 1, no one has ever seen God, but the one and only son, that's Jesus, who is himself God, and is in closest relationship with the father, he has made him known. So God speaks to us in two ways, through the prophets who spoke of God as almighty, the alpha, the omega, 
sovereign God, Yahweh, so holy you, you couldn't really say his name. But there came a point, and God says, at just the right time, because of God's kindness, and God wanted to reveal another aspect of himself. He wanted to reveal himself, yes, as almighty and sovereign, but he also wanted to reveal himself as father. And there was only one person in the universe who could do that, and that's the son. Only the son, Jesus, could reveal God as our father. The prophets couldn't do that because they didn't know him as that. So Jesus came to fulfill the prophets, but he also came to reveal God as our father. And if we read through and follow what Jesus revealed uh, as far as God as our father, it wasn't just father because father's got that you know, formal connotation. Hello, father. You know, see to your father's needs. Did anyone have a father use that expression? Hello, Father. He revealed God not just as Father, but revealed him as Abba, Father. A-B-B-A. In the news this week, but different sort of Abba. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are very excited about that. Abba, Father. The closest translation of that is Dad. And sometimes I find it hard to move in that world. You know, my dad parted the Red Sea. You know, my dad was in the lion's den with Daniel and shut the mouths of the lion. You know, my dad fed 5,000 people with just one. I find it hard to move in there. But th there's an aspect of God where that, th that is the truth. And we start to move in that circle and our relationship with God becomes, you know, a little bit more relaxed, like the day that we're surrounded by. It speaks of warmth, yeah. kindness, yeah. acceptance, yeah. favour, understanding, yeah. protection and closeness. Now we might have a dad in an earthly sense that wasn't like that. But we've got to be careful we don't limit our understanding and appreciation of God our Father in heaven by what our earth dad was like. I had really good parents. Okay? But before them, I had God. God is our, my, first love. Yeah. He formed me in my mother's womb. He gave me the gifts that I've got, that we've all got. Yeah. Personality, my purpose, why I'm here, my destiny. Yeah. He gave that to me nine months before my mum and dad ever held me and loved me. And the Bible says that if you believe in Jesus Christ, then God gives you the right to become his child, born of God, not of a husband's will, not of a human decision and not of natural descent. That's not who I am. I'm born of God. My heritage is God, Son, Holy Spirit, me. I've been adopted into that family. My natural heritage is Tom, James. That's as far as I go back on Dad's side and so on. So before all that happened, before I encountered some sort of Love in the natural sense, God loved me first. He is my first love. And we have that same relationship to God in Romans 8. We have received, this is Paul writing, not me making it up. Paul writes, For you have received the spirit of sonship and daughtership. God is your father. God's your real father. He's your first father. And he's perfect. He's wise. There's no one wiser than him. He's righteous. There's no one more righteous 
than him. He's loving. There's no one more loving than the Father you have in heaven. So we've received that spirit of sonship by which we can cry, just like Jesus, Abba, Father, you're my dad. And that has a different, I, you've got to move in that realm of God is mighty and he's powerful and he's sovereign. But there's another aspect of him as our dad and he wants us to move in that space. That was the experience of Jesus. When he was baptised, he came up out of the water and God affirmed him, his dad affirmed him with this. You are my beloved son. You are my cherished one. You are my greatest delight. Listen to those affirmations. Beloved, son, cherished, greatest delight, I am well pleased in you. And what is said of Jesus is said of us. That's on God's heart. It says it in the Bible. John 17. The world will know, this is Jesus talking to his father, the world will know that you sent me and that you have loved them, the world. The world will know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. The love that God has, God the Father has for Jesus is the same love that he has for us. Jesus is the son of God. We are or have the right to be called children of God. That makes Jesus our brother. I'm not sure I'm going to move into the world of calling him bro. Uh, I still got to have some sort of, you know, reverence and you know, I'm not there, but I think, you know, moving into that space, God, my dad, you're my dad. You know, we try and build that into our lives and into our hearts. And so this is a great truth. It remains one of our spiritual tasks, but we struggle to accept ourselves and see ourselves the way our father sees us, our father in heaven. And we end up falling back and conforming to the ways of this world that we measure our worth by what we have, what people say about us and what people think about us, uh, what we do, get a lot of our kudos from that. So how do we claim this love? How do we move in that space that God wants us to move where we've got this intimate and close and warm relationship? Jesus becomes the centre of that. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Father, our Father is the destination, but we've got to look at Jesus and to Jesus to decide where uh, and how we get there. So in Matthew 11, all things, this is Jesus speaking, all things, this is very interesting, I think it's interesting, all things have been committed to be, to me by my father no one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him so as we dive back into this scripture the one i want to look at for today we want to pray we want to pray to jesus to reveal the father's heart to us and pray that more often than just now not as a one-off Jesus makes a way for us by the cross. He paid a ransom for us. His righteousness became our righteousness so we could actually move into the presence of God. But he's also there as we read the Bible to, to tell us, this is, what, this is what your dad is like. I know the Father. 
This is what my dad is like, let me tell you. This is what your dad's like. This is what your real dad is like, let me tell you. So as we look into this scripture again, this is Jesus telling us, this is what your dad is like. This is who he is. So it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. For which of you, if your son asks for bread, is going to give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, is going to give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So Jesus gives us three encouragements and three promises. He, he, he does it three times. It's like, really, this is what I want you to do. Really, this is what it is about in terms of your father and living in relationship with him. If you ask for help, you will receive. If you go and seek for him, you will find him and his presence will be with you. If you knock for help, then it will be open to you. The door will be open and the answer is yes. Maybe not specifically what you ask for, but the answer is here's a good thing. We might not appreciate it as a good thing at the time. I mean, you really don't want it to be ask and you will receive. It shouldn't be that. That would make God your genie. You know, if everything you ask for, you got. You know, and it's not going to work because, you know, I'm asking for Melbourne to win next week and Sean's asking for Geelong to win next week. Yeah. It can't mean that. And I don't want it to mean that, really, because my brain's not big enough to know what is best to ask for. You know, God is wise. I'm not wise. The wisest thing I know is that God is wiser than me. You know? So don't think it means that you're going to get exactly what you ask for. There are times when that happens, of course. But what he does promise is good things. You know? What if your child comes along and says, not that uh, you know, I want a fish and, and we give him a snake, but what if he says, I want a snake? Hey, Daddy, give me a scorpion. Are we going to give him a scorpion? No. So sometimes it, it doesn't mean you're going to get what you ask for necessarily, but what we can rely upon that our father in heaven is good he wants good things for us he's got a perspective that goes into eternity and we can rest in that and know that he has our best interests at heart so what's jesus telling us he's saying i want you to do this include your father in what you are doing include your father in your thoughts there's nothing more um nice uh, for a father than to feel like his children there they are there one two three listening tom you're taking notes <laughs> uh, to be included yeah. and we'll include emily in that too yeah and grace and um dorothy um uh to be included you know what one of the th it's, it's interesting god chooses a father-child relationship to to illustrate there's something about fathers and children, mothers and children, it's parents, all right, that, that, that gives us insight into God. And so one of the things we want is to be included, just include us in what's going on. So 
Jesus is saying, I want you to do this. Ask, seek, go and knock. Get God involved. Get your Father involved. And you will be rewarded with good things. We can be confident of that. And it's interesting to note that he doesn't say, ask, ask, ask. He says, ask, seek, knock. I think that's really good insight on his part. Because there are times when we feel really close to God and there are times when we feel like not close at all, if not totally distant. And it's a really good way for us to think. But, you know, in the natural, if we're in the home, you know, I can be in the same room as my children. And they just got to look up and ask and go, hey, Dad, can you? I go, yep, no problems. But sometimes, you know, I might be in another room. You know? I'm still there. I'm still present. And I'm still ready to, to be there for them. But they might just have to toddle off to the next room and find me. And as soon as they find me, I'm going to go, yep, I'm here for you. And sometimes I might have the door closed. Maybe I'm having a little nap or something. <laughs> you know? Maybe I'm studying. You know? <laughs> But I tell you what, if they knock, the answer will be yes. yes. And that's who our Father is in heaven. And Jesus is saying, go and ask. If you have to go and look, then go and look. He'll be there and he'll open the door. Our different accessibility does not prevent you from knowing or experiencing God. Because Jesus says, everyone, everyone who asks, everyone who seeks, Everyone who knocks, God has got good things for you. God has got good things for us. And we've got to be careful we don't uh, cancel ourselves from, from that reality and that truth because we do battle our thoughts which go, I'm not good enough. I think I'll fix myself up first and then make myself presentable to God and then maybe we can have that relationship going on. You're not the boss. God is the boss. And he says, come as you are. He says, everyone. Your salvation was not over on the first day you did it. It's an ongoing God's blessings in you every morning. What do I mean by that? You know, if whilst we were full of sin, if whilst we were rebelling against God, if... We were evil and God still came and gave us grace and saved us and brought us to his side. Then why would he stop saying no now? Yeah. If he saved us from the world through the sacrifice of his son Jesus, why now would he, said, would he say, no, no, not now? No, he's going to give us more. I'll read this from um, Romans. God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were sinners... Christ died for us. For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? We were saved and now, having been saved, how much more do we get to enjoy our relationship with God? God is never going to say, go away, I'm too busy. God is never going to, reject you he wants to be the go-to guy you know, he wants to be the problem solver that's one of the things that you know i enjoy as a parent i love hearing my children go can you help me and i love being there for them and getting there for them and seeing them through 
from dislocated knees, you know, carrying them and holding them and seeing them through. Falling off a skateboard, concussion. Troop. Going to emergency with this rash. You know, we had to get the textbooks out for the rash. And the doctors were all coming in and going, oh, that's interesting, that's interesting. And, you know, through all of that, that's just Tom, by the way. <laughs> no, I actually exaggerate. This is making a joke at Tom's expense. But I want to be there for them. And that's the heart of our Father. He will carry you through your challenges. And I would never give up those times I, I have with them. I know that sounds a little bit odd, but through those trials and through those challenges, they're leaning into me. And I'm speaking to them and going, we've got this, I will see you through. I'm with you. I'm not going to let anything happen. And that's why in the middle of trials and challenges, if we're aware of God and his presence, then then we know that we've got that intimacy and God um, enjoys that inclusion, I think, that we have with him. The scriptures are full of people crying out to God and he's close to those who cry out to them. He's close to those who say they're lost. He's close to those who feel confused or damaged. The very foundation of our salvation is all about admitting to God that we don't have it all together. It's about admitting we're lost, we're hurting. My sinful nature has mean I've messed things up, I've made mistakes. And Lord, now you need to step in and fix it all up. And that never stops, that, that conversation with God never stops. You know, he keeps going, but he's always there ready for us. Ask, and I've got a good thing for you. Yeah. Seek for me and you'll find something good. Knock on the door and you will have something good. God's got it in hand for each and every one of us. He is not surprised we're out here today. He knew it was going to happen. He's got something good for us. Who likes the fresh air? Yeah, we could go on more. So it's a false idea that you have to have it all together for your relationship with God to work because that's not how it works with my children. They don't have it all together. There they are in the third row. They don't have it all together. (laughs) But it doesn't affect our relationship and my love for it. It's a false idea that God is only looking for people who have no problems who have everything nailed down, who are always happy. But, I mean, we can laugh, but that's the the battle we have in our head. You know, if I fix myself up, then God. You know, if I start to get my life together, then God. And we go off and try and do it in our own strength instead of doing what Jesus says, which is ask. Ask, reach out, and God will have something good for you. I like um, Dorothy's here today. (coughs) She crawls around the thing and when she wants, she goes, up please. And she doesn't even look. She just goes, up please. And it's a total surrender. There we go, total surrender. And a total putting trust and putting of her faith in us. And we pick her up and we hold her. And that's a good way to think about it in terms of God and his availability and his heart towards us. You know, sometimes we're faced with trials and challenges and, you know, as we say, sometimes we pray for things that doesn't quite work out the way we want it to and that tries our faith. Hey, I prayed for healing, God. Hey, I prayed for a job. 
You know, I prayed for this relationship and it tries our faith. But that faith pleases God. This is just a quick digression. Once we get to heaven, we can't please God with our faith. It's a gift we can only give him whilst we're here on earth. But Jesus encourages us there. You know, Things can be trialling for you. Things can be a challenge for you. But know this thing. Your dad, my dad, he's got good things for you. You can rest and be confident about that. He will see you through. He's got you in hand. He's holding you. He's got a path going forward for you. I like what Pastor Genevieve said last week. I had to let go of the unanswerable why. She's talking about prayer. I had to let go of the unanswerable why. I had to take hold instead of the character and of the goodness of God, the one to whom I was praying, and I had to make that the rock for my standing in prayer. If we know our father, if we know our dad well, then we know we've got eternal security. We've got eternal foundation. In Matthew 10, again, this is Jesus talking to us. If I preface everything that Jesus says by saying this, let me tell you, this is what our dad is like. It's not Jesus saying, this is what my father's like. Well, it is. But we're included. He says, let me tell you, this is what our dad is like. You haven't seen him, but I've seen him. Let me tell you what our dad is like. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid because you are worth more than sparrows. For your father cares deeply about even the smallest detail of your life. Think of the smallest detail of your life. It's a love we can't get our head around. John 10. I give them eternal life so they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my father, uh, out of my hand. My father, your dad, has given you to me. He is greater than all. No one will snatch you out of my father's hand. So we can live in total security, not carrying heavy loads, but trusting him. Because we have a dad in heaven who watches over sparrows. And we are more worthy and more important to him than we are, than sparrows are to him. And so here this morning, Tom, you want to come play keys for us, thanks? We're not doing the keys. Music. I want us to reset refresh and renew our thinking where perhaps we've let life its challenges and its trials get in the way of our relationship with our dad who loves us more than anything We are number one in and on his heart. And maybe where we've let go of including him.
in those challenges and in those everyday trials that that we face so here this morning as we're in the sun and cool breeze and and blue sky where we're reminded of God's warmth toward us we're reminded of God's love towards us we're reminded that his countenance the Bible says smiles upon us we're reminded that as children of God his favor is upon us For yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become his children. We have a father who knew us before we were born, our very inner workings. He's known you from the time he formed you in your mother's womb and nothing about you is a surprise to him. So here this morning I'm going to read something of a benediction. It's God speaking to you. It's God speaking over us. And as I read it, just receive it as a truth. Receive it as God speaking blessing over you and renewing and restoring the truth of our relationship. And he says this, I have called you by name from the very beginning. You are mine and I am yours. You are my beloved, and on you my favour rests. I moulded you in the depths of the earth, and I knitted you together in your mother's womb. I carved you in the palms of my hands, and I hid you in the shadow of my embrace. I look at you with infinite tenderness, and I care for you with care more intimate than that of a mother for her child. For I've counted every hair on your head, And I've guided you at every step. Wherever you go, I go with you. And wherever you rest, I keep watch. I will give you the food to satisfy your hunger, the drink that will quench your thirst. And I will not hide my face from you. You know me as your own and I know you as my own. You belong to me. I am your father. I cherish you constantly in every thought. My desires are always toward you, as many as the grains of sand on the shore. And when you wake every morning, I am with you. So Father, we ask for you today. We seek for you today. Lord, we knock for you today. And we thank you how much more you give us your very presence and your very spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.